And then the Today Show actually oh. picked it up um, like on their website and they, they re-shared it and I, I got interviewed and I was headlined as the Cancer Fighting Bride. I'm like, well, this is awesome. Oh my that's, God. That's right. We have a treat for you guys today. Yes, we do. Her name is Lainey Jones, and she is a very special person who I originally heard on a different podcast, and she was discussing her cancer diagnoses, that's plural, and I reached out to her to ask if she'd come share her story because I just thought that she had such an inspiring cancer background to share, and she also has a great wedding story. So between the two, I mean, it's perfect combo these days for our podcast, it fits right in. Um, so she has used her cancer diagnosis and she's launched her career in helping cancer patients. First, she worked at the American Cancer Society as the manager of one of its lodging facilities. And now she raises money for childhood cancer research as a nonprofit. So she is um, an inspiration. Excellent. Yeah, she has. She's been on uh, many different shows discussing her journey and we have her here for you today. So without further ado, Lainey Jones. Lainey, thank you so much for <laughs> battling with us on this initial uh, technical debacle as we interview you for our podcast. And thank you for coming. Thank you for joining our Zoom call. Oh my God, I'm so happy to be here. I'm, and and you gals. So you are in, we started talking about this before we uh, recorded, but you are in Florida, right? I am in Florida, my hometown. I just moved back here from New York about a year ago. We're uh, we're originally from Maine. And then since our adulthood have spread out, can you ask Nora to get you some milk, please? Okay, great. Thanks. (laughs) My five-year-old. Can you get the four-year-old milk, please? (laughs) (laughs) Can you get the fuck out, please? Okay. (laughs) Lainey, I came across you because I was listening to a podcast called The Booby Docs, and I heard your episode, and immediately, like, once you got through your your whole story, I was like, I want to have her on the podcast, (laughs) because we share some things in in common. So um, Lainey has all flavors of cancer, and I wanted her to tell her story. (laughs) I, I'm obsessed that you said that I've had, I have all flavors of cancer. That just made my day. It's like the rainbow, right? Yeah. It's like a different ice cream flavor of the the year. (laughs) So I, I haven't told, um, I haven't told Susie anything about you. I wanted your story to be completely new for her. It's like, how can you sugarcoat what this like terrible, you know, diagnosis that happens but um I think you've done a a wonderful job in your outlook and your Instagram and your like wedding story I was like this is exactly what I want to have featured on the podcast so with that being said I don't even know where you want to start you're fine starting wherever I loved how you what you did in the other um where you started your story before so I I will start wherever you want me to start Um, whatever my bag of flavors can offer you (laughs) You're welcome. I hope that you continue to say that throughout the rest. Um, so my cancer journey is like a bag of Skittles, um, you know, whatever. So, so no, it, in all seriousness, um, you know, my cancer journey actually started when I was 18 months old. Um, I had adrenal cancer and oh. I, see, I, I love that we can see each other because I love Susie's reactions. <laughs> I feel like this is like a wonderful surprise party, right? Sorry, I'm trying to go someplace better because weird, my internet's not working. That's okay. So, so my cancer journey started when I was 18 months old um, and I had adrenal cortical carcinoma. Many people never know what your adrenals are. They're like, what the hell is that? Well, 
your mm-hmm. adrenals sit on top of your kidneys. And I'm not giving any, any medical advice here because I'm not a doctor. So um, they sit on top of your kidneys and they produce adrenaline and that's it. Right. So mm-hmm. um, I was um, a survivor since 18 months old um, wow. and you know, growing up, I really never, I never talked about being a survivor because I feel like, you know, I'm 38 years old. I keep saying I'm 37, but I'm 38. <laughs> My husband's been calling me 40 for like five years. So <laughs> oh, I was like, ale. every time I have a birthday, I think he's just like trying to prep me. We're 34 right now. And we're like, oh, you guys are like spring chickens. You're closer <laughs> yeah. to 30 than 40. So I'm thank That's you. Right. <laughs> That's right. So, um, so yeah, so growing up, I feel like not people, well, it wasn't as prevalent to talk about mm-hmm. cancer, especially childhood cancer, just because I think we didn't have social media, obviously. And it just wasn't, you know, public. Right. But I'm like, right. okay, I need to make a difference. I used to tell people I swallowed a penny. Like that's what I used to say. Cause I had a huge scar yeah. on my stomach. And I was like, mom, what do I tell them? I don't want to tell them I had cancer. Oh, I, I used to say I swallowed a penny. Like, cause you know, as a kid, I had a big Aww. scar. I didn't want to wear a bikini. It was like self-conscious. Aww. So, <laughs> but you know, as I got older, um, you know, I really wanted to become a nurse. I wanted to focus, you know, my life kind of on giving back and healthcare. And, um, it was actually three weeks, two and a half, three weeks into going into nursing school. I was just about to turn 25 years old and happy birthday, Lainey, you have breast cancer. I had felt a lump. I actually neglected to get an ultrasound. My doctor had given me um, a prescription for it um, because because of my family history, um, I'm also Ashkenazi Jewish. So, you know, we have more um, prominent genes to develop. Oh, I didn't know that. Yep. And so, um, and my grandmother had breast cancer and I had, I had a lot of cousins who had breast cancer. Thankfully they're doing incredible. So he's like, I think you should get an ultrasound. And I'm like, mm, no, I'm not going to do that. I already had cancer once. Like who gets cancer twice? You know? Oh my gosh. You have such seriously. a different outlook of it. Like if I, if someone, if I had had, I feel like if I had had cancer once and someone was like, I think you should, I'd be like, oh my gosh, give it to me yesterday. Please get me in there right now. But well, you know what it was is like, I, I also, since I was going into nursing school, I'm a hypochondriac, just like, and like, I always think something's wrong with me. You're like, stop showing me all these germs. <laughs> now I know they're all there. <laughs> I'm like, I always think something's wrong with me. It's like so funny. Cause like my mom, I went to sleepaway camp as a kid and I was going through old photos like a few years ago and my mom had saved my camp letters. And I'm like, mom, why didn't you open this letter? I'm like, this is so rude. Like, why didn't you open my letter that I sent you? She oh goes, my God. because I bet if you open it right now, it's going to tell me that you have an ear infection or you have a cold and you're going <sighs> to the doctor. And it was just like, always something like something was wrong with me. Uh-huh. And I opened it and it was like, hi mom. I had a great day on wave runners, but now I have an ear infection. I'm going to the doctor. <laughs> So uh, that, that was it. Ignorance, ignorance for her is bliss. She's not gonna have to come pick you up if she doesn't know you're sick. <laughs> totally. Oh so you know, God. I just kind of, I just neglected to do it. And then six months late, six, six months later, you know, I felt, I felt like the lump got bigger. And my doctor's like, okay, you need to go get a mammogram. And again, I'm just mm-hmm. like, oh, we'll just do it in a few weeks. My mom's like, no, you're going tomorrow. And mm-hmm. the guy who like reads the mammograms right away, he's like, you know, right there, he's like, it doesn't look good. And I was like, who the hell says that? First of all, mm. right. Um, the next day, I had. A biopsy and then I had breast cancer and I was just like oh shit this gosh. sucks you're 25 on the br- like brink of starting your life did your family your cousins get it so young as well no well so all my cousins and my family family members have had cancer probably in, in their 40s you know some mm-hmm. 35 um but you know it's it, it it was a little bit of, like I feel like to me I was just like 
I already had it when I was young, mm. right? Like, I got that out of the way when I was a baby. <laughs> it's so funny too. Another thing I always said is like, I'm like, I never want fake boobs. Like, I'm like, I don't want boobs. <laughs> I was so happy to be flat. Like I was a double A. I'm just like, never. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. okay, well, here you are. You have breast cancer. You need to have your boobs like taken off. And like, you know, that's it. Like, yeah. I did yeah. have a double mastectomy. Um, even though it was stage two, it was very, it was localized. Um, I did chemo on the standard chemo for any, you know, breast cancer patient at the time. Um, I am HER2 positive. Yeah, I'm HER2 negative and I'm still not terribly, no, what am I? Yeah, I'm HER2 negative. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm still like kind of confused as to what that even means and what that even is. So they've told me and it still hasn't clicked. So maybe if you tell me something, you'll you'll tell it in a way that actually makes sense for me. You know, I just like get the drugs. I'm like, give them to me, whatever helps me. Like, I don't know. Right. Yeah. I'm I'm the same. But I'm, I, so I was estrogen receptive, positive, progesterone receptive, positive. So it was hormone induced breast cancer. And then I had her her two positive genes. So I was triple positive when I was diagnosed. Um, so what that means is I, I'm a candidate for, um, the Herceptin, which is a drug for her her two positive patients. So I'm actually on Herceptin for the rest of my life. Wow. So I went through the the standard breast cancer. I did, I don't even know what I did, TCH or whatever chemo. (laughs) And, um, I had the chemotherapy. I went through it and I'm just like, okay, I'm done. Like, good. No lymph nodes were involved. Um, and then, you know, it was like seven months out and my mom's friend was like, Oh, I see a mole on her, on her back. That doesn't look normal. And I was You're like, mom. Yeah. Shush. <laughs> like, I think she should get that off. I'm like, okay, well, thanks. Well, thanks. thank you for being nosy because she saved my life. It was, right. I was like, what the hell? Like, what is going on with me? So here I am. I had adrenal cancer, breast cancer, and then melanoma. So I'm just like, this is like so weird. So, so crazy. At that time, and I've probably done different podcasts and have told my story a million times different, but I'm very focused right now. So I'm giving you the good <laughs> timeline. Love so it. After that, my mom and I were um, driving in the car, listening to Dr. Radio on Sirius XM. And um, they were talking about... Um, adrenal cancer and how there's this weird genetic, this rare genetic disorder that, um, is kind of like the, the headlight to adrenal cancer, to adrenal cancer. And if you've had adrenal cancer, you know, you're likely to get other cancers and I'm like, what is going on? I'm like, here I am. I've had three cancers. I'm like, something's wrong with me. So I asked my doctor, it was this genetic disorder called Lee from syndrome. And I asked my doctor, I'm like, can you test me for this? Cause I'm like, it's not normal that I've had three cancers. Like, I know it was just a fluke that my mole came off, but like, let's test me. He's like, okay. He's like, but the chance of you having that is very slim because it's a tech. You only read about that in a textbook. Mm-hmm. Well, someone has to have it if it's in a textbook. So exactly. Mm-hmm. So he tested me for it and he told me I was negative. So I was like, okay, you know, you believe your doctors. Right. And I went on my merry way. Um, a year, a year later, my follow-up for my breast cancer, I, um, had a PET scan and, um, if you tell me another cancer, remember Susie, I'm a bag of Skittles. Okay. Oh my God. <laughs> We're tasting the oh rainbow. Here. Oh my God. Yeah. Here we go. Um, and Allie, I love that you did not tell her. I know. I'm- <laughs> I, know. Oh I, um, they found a mass on my neck and you know, the crazy thing about that is, and you know, 
my story as a whole is, is be your own advocate, right? Because here I am, I'm just like going on, you know, trusting everybody. And I yeah. was going to get this PET scan for my one-year follow-up. And I'm like, oh, I'm just going to put my headphones in. I didn't have AirPods at the time. The tech goes to me, because you can't wear headphones during your PET scan. It blocks things in your neck. And I was like, what? I wore them my first PET scan. Like, what are you talking about? Like, I hope there's nothing in my neck. Oh my gosh. I had a mass in my neck and my in a lymph node involvement. And um, I was diagnosed with thyroid cancer. And did you feel anything or were you just like, eh, this is just routine? What the hell? The craziest thing is, is they said that the thyroid cancer, it was papillary thyroid cancer. So very slow growing. They said it probably was there before the breast cancer, but oh because I wore God. headphones during my PET scan, <gasps> it blocked it. I feel like you could have like that. That's dangerous territory for the doctors or whoever the nurse was that helped you do that first pet scan like there's a lot of liability if you had if it had been even more progressive as it than it was like for them to not tell oh you to take gosh. your headphones out seems standard standard to tell you that I know. And you know, the thing is, is like, I feel like there's certain things that I've, I've gone through in my life now that there's probably been really some really good lawsuits. And I probably could have just been in a mansion in Malibu. And just yeah. Like, but you know what? I don't look back, you know, yeah. Yeah. As yeah. I say, karma's a bitch, right? And that's mm, it. Yeah. That's what, we, that's what yeah. I live by. So, so they sent me to MD Anderson for my thyroid cancer. And um, because it spread through my chest, my doctors in Florida were like, we're not touching you anymore. Like you need to go here, which I respect. And that's something I always like to say is, you know, you know, a good doctor mm-hmm. when they're like, okay, you know what? Something's really wrong. We need to send you to, to a specialty center. Just yeah. to, you know, so like, I, I was so fortunate for that. Um, and when I went there, of course they go, have you ever been tested for a leaf Ramini syndrome? Like, like, yeah. Yeah. Sure. Have. Yeah. I'm negative. What do you they're like? They looked at me like I had 75 eyes or like, okay. I'm like, they're like, we're going to test you again. So sure enough, I was positive. So I have leaf Ramini syndrome. And again, back to my not, you know, I could have gone back to that doctor and been yeah. like, screw you, you know, you lied to me, but you know, he probably didn't understand what he was testing for. And I, I mm. gave him the benefit of the doubt. Right. Mm. Um, so what that means is, is cancer is a permanent permanent fixture in my life. So since then, since my thyroid cancer, I've, my breast cancer has come back four times. <laughs> it's not funny. I'm laughing at Susie's, I'm laughing at Susie's reaction. And what tissue you had, a, didn't you have a double mastectomy? I did. It actually came back in my lymph nodes, not to scare <sighs> anybody. It just came yeah. back in my lymph nodes. Um, and sorry, sorry, Lainey. Did they qualify that as breast cancer when it comes back to you in your lymph nodes? Yeah. So what that, so it's technically classified as metastatic because it's spread outside okay. its original location. Um, so when I initially was diagnosed, it was fully, it was fully encapsulated. I did do an axillary dex, dissection and had some lymph nodes removed. They were negative. Um, but you know, there could have been maybe some little tiny cells that maybe escaped out and, um, you know, but again, I'm also, I was, I'm a unique case. And the, the crazy thing right. is, is each time, like my breast cancer came back, they were different hormone receptors. So mm-hmm. it was really oh. interesting, but I was always her two positive. So like, I've always <laughs> been on Herceptin. Um, so I did like, I did oral chemo and, um, which was just pills. And then, um, my breast cancer had come back, um, again in like 2011. And, and I'll give you my little story about, about, my husband and I and leading up to our wedding. (laughs) Yes, please. Yes. Yes. I mean, it's part of why I love your, your stories because like, you're so optimistic and you like really have zoned in on like what's important. And um, like amid all of this consistent bad news that keeps popping up. And it's so when you say it's a part, when you say this is a part of your life, so are you just basically waiting for the next cancer? 
that shows up? Yeah, basically. Cool. So basically what that means is so Leaf-Ramini syndrome. So it's, it's a genetic disorder I'm going to live with forever. It's part of me. It's my wonderful genes. Nobody in my family has it. Thank God. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. what the hell? Like, how do they not know? Anyone kids? I'm like, right. Mm-hmm. Like nobody has it. Um, both my parents are actually cancer survivors, which is amazing, but they don't have the gene. Um, and I have two wow. brothers. They don't have it either. But um, so basically what that means for me now, and, you know, genetic testing has literally saved my life because mm-hmm. it, yeah. it changed my um, treatment protocols and my, and my, my regimen. So like I was saying before, I got PET scans. Now I only get MRIs because I need to limit myself to radiation exposure because of my genetic disorder. Um, mm-hmm. My body's sensitive to radiation. So, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, so I get whole body MRIs every three months and um, they basically watch me like a hawk. Yeah. And I um, have Herceptin. I take her- Herceptin every 21 days via infusion. And I have no side effects. So it's like I'm on a maintenance chemo. That's yeah. insane. So you can take chemo every day and it's like, and it doesn't really affect you. It's just, oh my God. Wow. Science. Unbelievable. Science is unbelievable. Holy cow. It's crazy. Like I was diagnosed in t- 2008 and I'm like, it, things have changed immensely. And I always mm-hmm. tell people it's a good day and age to have cancer as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, it really is. And like, I mean, Allie, look, you caught it at stage one. I mean, like literally yeah. like, it's incredible. And I think that's, that's the important message is that early detection and genetic counseling is saving people's lives. Absolutely. Right. I, yep. I mean, there's four of us sisters and two brothers. And when I told my family, everyone was like immediately beeline to their OB and was like <laughs> making appointments and like, please tell me when your genetic results come in, Allie, so I can tell them they want to know. And like, it, it was, it really sparked something under their, under their butts. <laughs> and because some of them had, had delayed and were like, oh, I haven't gone in a couple years. And it's like, you forget and especially with COVID in the past two years like I hadn't gone to see like my OB in two year plus years since my last baby was born you also don't think of it because you're so young that you don't expect that you have to like there's a reason it's like well at 40 maybe go start getting regular checks so we can catch it early it's not and I mm-hmm. think it's important important to just always remember you know your family history and you know talk to your family members talk to your aunts talk to your uncles you know I think it's just important to have conversations about it because I mean mm-hmm. you know I think sometimes there's families that don't talk about, you know, things that are going on, right. in life. you know, genetics and are crazy. They are. And like, I remember when we first got the diagnosis, our nurses and, and oncologists were like, is there in, any in your family? And I was like, no, not really. I have one cousin who died, um, you know, very sadly of ovarian cancer at like 37, but that was all I knew. I literally didn't know. And until I started talking to my aunt and she was like, oh, well, great grandma had this. And then your maternal and paternal had this, and this one had this, and your cousin had that. And I was like, what? (laughs) It's crazy. And it's like, honestly, Mm -hmm. like, it's like, I feel like people should be talking about genetics at their holiday dinners because it's Mm. like, it's so important because Mm -hmm. I mean, just because my parents don't have the genetic disorder, you know, somebody along in my family could have had it way back when. And we don't know, because, you know, both my grandparents died from cancer. Like I always say our family reunion should be sponsored by the American Cancer Society. (laughs) Literally, Well, I I mean, Yeah. When Allie told me, even, I think there's a part of it, like you said, that people don't want to know, or it's just like, it's it's okay. If it gets worse, maybe I'll, I'll do something else. But even when Allie told me and I was like, oh my gosh, I haven't, I have, I don't feel my boobs on a normal basis. I I don't even know when I would have last. Like, so I was just like, "Ah, maybe (laughs) like, let me see if I can feel something. (laughs) It's terrifying.
crying. You know, it's, it's so important. I think, you know, you know, you live in your skin, you know, your body the best. Like if something's not right, you need to be an advocate. Mm-hmm. I know, listen, it's scary. It sucks. Like don't think every three months when I go get my scans, I'm not freaking out. I'm human. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, if you catch something early, like Allie, you did, you know what I mean? Like, I wish I caught mm-hmm. my breast cancer at stage one, you know what I mean? And I mm-hmm. didn't because I, you know, who knows? It could have been stage one in July when I neglected to get that ultrasound. <laughs> right. Well, yeah. I oh my gosh. It's, it's, it's so important to remember that, but you know, so my husband and I, we've been together, um, 17 years now. Um, we started dating wow. at 20 and 21. We met at oh. Abercrombie and Fitch working together in Boca Raton, Florida. Yeah. <laughs> Low rise jeans and really tight, uncomfortable sweatshirts. That's what I remember. <laughs> leg warmers like the leg warmers and mini skirts like oh yeah oh my gosh anybody who wore Abercrombie in high school was way too cool for me way too cool way richer than I was oh my god I remember girls at at school in high school coming to school in Abercrombie jeans that were full of paint and I was like (laughs) are those did you buy those at Abercrombie? It's like yeah. I have rips in my jeans right now. Exactly. Like, yeah, I paid, I paid oh, extra yeah. for those. Exactly. Um, exactly. But yeah, so we we met um, at 2021 and um, I was diagnosed at 24 and he was with me and like, he's like, let's move in together. And, you know, it, 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 it was a blessing in disguise because, you know, honestly, like I met so many girls who were, who were my age that, you know, their boyfriends left them. I was just going to say that kudos to him for sticking around and being like, no, I love you more than this. At basically your you, worst, you know? like you're basically yeah, your exactly. worst. Like you're, you're sitting there with your boobs off and you're like, literally okay. like with drains coming out yeah. and just looking, yep. looking at all my glory, but like, yeah. you know, and I, I think the thing, you know, I'm Jewish and every Jewish mother is always like, well, when are you going to propose? And, and he's Catholic. So it's just, you know, and my doctor, it's so funny because I had such shitty genes. My doctor's like, just a tip of advice. Whoever you marry, make sure they're not Jewish. Like that's oh, no. <laughs> because of our genes. You're like, do we Jews need anything else? Do we need anything else in our lives? Exactly. Lord. Exactly. Oh so, Lord. We were together, you know, for a while before we got engaged, before we got engaged. And everybody said, I was like, when are you going to get married? When are you going to get married? And my running joke was, well, first he would always say, which is so beautiful. He's like, I married her the day she was diagnosed and I'm not leaving her side, which Aww. is so amazing. Oh. I just got like a chill. So nice. I always say that. And I'm like, that's so beautiful. And I'm like, guys, no, in, in all honesty, like, I, cause I kept having to go through chemo and whatever. And I'm like, he cannot propose to me until my hair is long. Like that Aww. was like, my I loved my hair and my hair was just like, it was like always just like a part of me. So I was always like, when's my hair going to be long? When's my hair going to be long? Whenever it's long, you can propose me. So we got <laughs> engaged at seven years. Um, we're big Disney fans. I know that sounds crazy, but yeah. <laughs> So we it got does not. Disney World. It's not. <laughs> just going on downstairs. <laughs> what? You've never been? Never no, been. Neither of us. I know. Neither of us. We'll have to make a plan to meet in Disney when this comes. <gasps> okay. All right. <laughs> so, so we got engaged after seven years, and um, you know, as I mentioned, I go to MD Anderson every three months for my follow-ups, and um, we were getting married in March of 2012. You know, it was like December-ish before before our wedding. And I went back to MD Anderson and I had a scan. Oh my gosh. I'm going to throw my phone. <laughs> oh my gosh. I was like, okay, so it's over. We're just like waiting for the next. Like- 
a lymph node that lit up and I was like, oh my God, seriously, like, are you kidding me? So I'm like, I, I got business to do here. Like I'm, yeah. I, I got a wedding and I'm planning and sure enough, it was breast cancer that came back again on my lymph nodes, lymph node, node, just one. Um, I said, it's just enough to be a giant bastard. Yeah. Just to throw a big wrench in your plan. For, for real. And I was like, oh my God, like, what are we going to do? I'm like, what are they going to do? Like, are they just going to put me back on oral chemo? You know, my hair is long. And, um, I hadn't gone through chemo in like four years. So they were like, you know, we, we don't, it kept coming back like in my clavicle area and my lymph nodes, whatever. So they, um, I met with a doctor there and she was like, okay, well, um, you're going to have to do chemo. And I'm like, like the chemo, like, like I'm going to lose my hair chemo. And she's like, yeah, she's like, we're going to take a really aggressive approach this time. And then you're going to have to do radiation afterwards. And I was oh, like, no. you're like, why? It's just going to come back. <laughs> right. Exactly. And I was like, I'm like, this is so stupid. Like, what can I just delay it on? Like my weddings in like eight weeks, like this right. is the same. And I said, I can't, I go, I can't lose my hair. I go, I'm like, I can't, I'm like, I've waited for my husband to propose to me. I'm like, that's all I was worried about was my hair. And the doctor literally said to me, she, and I love her, I love her to death. And she said to me, she goes, Lainey, you either lose your hair or you lose your life. And that's it. Ugh. And I was like, oh, 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 okay. I'll lose my hair. I'm like, I'll lose my hair. Uh, I'm like, okay. Thank uh, you for, but, but again, you need those doctors sometimes to just tell it how it is. And mm-hmm. she told them how it was. And, and that was it. It's crazy that one lymph node would tell you would give her that much of a visceral reaction like you lose your hair you lose your life like this is as important as something even more progressed in the staging is just this like one lymph node like you specifically in your journey you have to get this out or you are like teetering on life and death like that's and how old are you again at this point so I was um 27 I was 27 um I think I was 27 who who knows anymore yeah I know (laughs) Like I, I feel like my timeline is so off. You know, I, I was, yeah. my timeline was good in the beginning of this, of this uh, chat. But yeah. We've distracted you so many times. Um, and um, I would say in February, my, my, my wedding was March 3rd. And in February, um, my, my photographer had reached out to me and she's like, I know you have to shave your head like a few weeks before the wedding. Like, can okay. I be a part of it? Um, so yeah, it was about, I want to say about five weeks before my wedding and my hair, I was holding on my hair as long as I could. My hair was actually jet black at the time. And like, I was like, really? Yeah. I'll send you some pics. I was going to say, I love it blonde. (laughs) Thanks. And, um, I was like, I'm not going to wash it. I don't want to touch it. And then like, all of a sudden it was just like coming out and I was like, oh, this sucks. So, um, so we had a head shaving party and my photographer came and, um, at that time, Instagram was not like a thing. So like, mm-hmm. we were like whatever, but she, fo- she photographed it and she wrote, which I'll send it to you. I showed, showed the most beautiful blog post about it. Oh. And, um, it, oh, yes, it, bro- it broke it. her website. It broke oh, her website oh. because it got so many hits and tags and, and, and the headline was, um, to all my future brides, don't lose sight of what really matters. And exactly. it's, oh. it's so true because, I wish I could bottle that and pass it to, to brides all over anybody mm-hmm. getting married all over brides, grooms, anybody, because you know what? It's so important to, to remember that marriage is about love and yes. marriage is about all the people that are in, in the room. And I think sometimes people forget that. Right. Yep. And I think for me before that I was being a little vain, I was so worried about my hair and, you know, 
And here I am, I'm like, every day I'm fighting for my life. And I, I think it, it was so, so meaningful to me that, you know, she wanted to be a part of my head shaving party and write this beautiful story. And, and then the Today Show actually oh. picked it up um, like on their website and they, they re-shared it and I, I got interviewed and I was headlined as the cancer fighting bride. I'm like, well, this is awesome. Oh my that's, God. That's right. Cancer fighting bride. That's what I like to hear. <laughs> wow. That's, awesome. that's amazing. In all my glory, I was the cancer fighting bride. Yeah. You're like, couldn't it have been like the really awesome person getting married <laughs> with all my hair? And like, I was on steroids oh. and like, you know, oh. cause from the chemo and like, I just, Listen, I didn't look, I didn't look what, how, how I wanted to look. And actually my husband and I in March, on March 3rd are celebrating our 10 year wedding anniversary. And like, congratulations. Thank you. And, you know, <laughs> honestly, it's like that day was so, I mean, I don't remember a lot of it. It's not that I was drunk. I just have chemo brain. Oh. And I, I think it's, it's like, like we had a band singing and I wore a wig and they had no idea like what I was going through. And in the middle of us dancing to, I got a feeling I threw off my wig and they were like, well, yeah. <laughs> Oh my God. Just how Susie's been surprised. <laughs> they could not contain themselves. Like, yeah. it, like it was crazy. Like I just hear them. They were just, cause it's like, you know, when you're dancing to people singing, you think like, Oh, it's like not like they're not live. And then they're like, Oh, it's like, I got it. That's like, what oh. it was. <laughs> it was like right. <laughs> It was hilarious. I mean, it was, they were so inspired by it. It just like, was it like, cause everybody's like, take off your wig tape. But again, I was like a little self-conscious. Of course. I feel like, you know, if I had social media nowadays, I'd be like, yeah, let's like take it off or whatever, you know? But like, I'm not as like revealing like that. Like, I, I don't think I could ever take a picture of myself without a shirt on. Like <laughs> my body's like a, my ba- body's like a um, New York city subway map. Like it's like, oh. and stuff. It's, like whatever. And I always think the funny thing is, is, uh, you know, you always say like, okay, we're having a wedding and we're going to invite 240 people and only like 60% are going to come. Well, when you have cancer, that's a that lot. Yeah. Not happen. <laughs> oh, they all come. <laughs> we're coming. She's not going to live. Like, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> like, it's like, that's what I sound like. They're all coming up in all seriousness. Yeah. Everybody came because they love me so much. And that's why I loved our, loved our love. So it, it's so important to highlight the importance of a wedding and it's about love yeah. <clears throat> and, and then sickness or in health, right? Like it's, it's, it, doesn't matter. And it's like, I just wish I could take that and just spread it everywhere because mm-hmm. I always feel like people just lose sight of what a wedding really means. And it was such a memorable day for us. And yes, like mm-hmm. I did not look like the bride I wanted to look like, but again, also I never dreamed of my wedding. I was never mm-hmm. a girl that dreamed of my wedding, but yeah. And then after our wedding, you know, our hunt, we never went on a honeymoon and our honeymoon was chemotherapy on Monday morning. Oh, um, so oh I'll, I'll have to send you guys some photos. And, yes, please. Um, we had each other, you know, and yeah. we, we laughed, you know, we cried. It's, you know, the, two days later I was feeling like shit, but mm-hmm. yep. um, you know, it was all about love. And, and then a month later, best, best newlywed present ever. I, I, I lived, went to Houston for three months to get radiation. So my mom mm-hmm. came with me. So my husband's like, hi. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, I didn't know that you had to go to a different state to get radiation. I'm getting wow. the radiation. I had the chance to develop another cancer because you know, why not? So because you know, un 
believable. <laughs> I already told you I had sarcoma. So I've had five primary cancers, but my sarcoma was radiation induced, but it was really cool because oh. they knew again, back to genetic screening, they knew that because of my genetic disorder that I could develop a cancer from radiation, but the benefits of the radiation outweighed the negative of getting the cancer. So Mm -hmm. they monitored me for about three years. What do they, sorry, what do they do for that? If it's cancer, if it's radiation induced, you can't, can you do radiation to get rid of the radiation induced cancer? No, I had chemo again. Oh my gosh. (laughs) I mean, I'm here again. (laughs) I'm glad your body is, is so receptive to like so many rounds that it's not getting used to the chemo. That's great. Literally like I, um, yes, I, I, so three years to the day, my sarcoma developed that they caught on an ultrasound, which was pretty incredible. And, um, they, we're like, okay, you have to go through chemo. I had just moved to New York. Um, so I was like, this really sucks. And um, I did like, I think it was like 16 rounds of some really yucky chemo. Holy shit, that's a lot of chemo. Yeah, it was terrible. But you know what? All chemo and everything aside, thank God my breast yeah. cancer has not come back since my, like since 2012. Yay. There's negatives and positive negatives turns and in, turn into positives, right? You just you hit the nail on the head when you're just flipping it to glass half full rather than half empty because like you can go you can spiral so quickly down down the rabbit hole of of depression and and whatever on based on your stuff. I mean and and like even for you especially just because of the reoccurrence of like what you know is is in the future for you. Like I at least can be like, okay, like they told me that I'll be good after four and like, and we'll do the maintenance thing and and everything. But like, it has helped more than I can even put into words to just look at it on the positive side. Like look on it on the, on the bright side. Like, Hey, I'm going to get a new set of boobs. That's that's amazing. Like, and hopefully they, they like me and they don't, (laughs) and I don't have to take them out. (laughs) You know what I mean? But like, that's, that's great. You know, Susie was so funny because I, we've said this before in in a different episode, but like, I've never been able to wear a strapless dress because they just always fall off of me because I had small boobs also. And uh, so Susie, when we first, when I first got diagnosed, she was like, you know, I have the same boobs as you. They're not that great. It's all right. Like, <laughs> They're not that good. Then, just get new ones. Just get right. new ones. Well, they don't give you like a two for one. Allie, like, it's like, you know, you're like, I'm getting some new boobs. But maybe my, my twin sister needs them too. Like they should help me. Everything that if I could have, I would have. All growing up, it, I hated trying clothes on all the time. I hated it. I was like, can you just go try this on for me? Just go try it on. We're the yeah, same I side. I always basically, had to try them the same on side. for her. Just try it on. Can you just try it on? And then now I'm like, just try those boobs on and I'll see if I want them. <laughs> just you try them on. It's no big well, deal. The best, part, the best part was when I was wearing this strapless dress. I think it was for a New Year's gig, gig um, and last year. And she, it, they, they, the strapless dress was amazing. It fit. I was like, this dress is not going anywhere. It's like resting on the shelf of my spacers right now. So I was like, this is amazing. But um, yeah, I just, I love, especially when you talk about the wedding stuff, especially because this is like a, a wedding podcast, like just don't get too focused in on like on the vanity part of it. Like you're there for a reason. You're there because you're, you're pledging yourself and your life to your partner for the rest of your life. Like let's focus on that. And 
even the hair thing. Like, I understand hair. I'm expecting it to fall out any day now. And like, it's okay to be vain. It's all right. It's all right. I mean, it's a big part of us as a woman, but like... I wouldn't even say it's vanity necessarily. I mean, it's it's more of that, I think. It's like, it's part of who you are. Like, I have alopecia and mine is like constantly falling out and regrowing and falling out. And like, I have not gone to the hairdresser in two years and it's still like up to here. It's just like so annoying. And it is part of, of who you, of you, of how you feel as a woman of like your hair it totally is and I, I'm so funny because I remember someone said at least it's not cancer it's just yeah. alopecia at least it's not cancer and I was like I know I should be really grateful I'm very grateful it's not something life-threatening but that doesn't mean it doesn't <laughs> suck I was like this sucks like the one thing about cancer not the one thing but one of the really big things about cancer is that you lose your hair and like that's so annoying and I was like I'm losing my hair all the time and it sucks think of it like this like Allie if I can just give you like you know you're, you're getting rid of all the bad, you're getting rid of all the bad cells right like it's like right. just get it, yeah. you just want to get rid of it like I know some people do the cold caps and that's great like you know they keep their mm-hmm. hair it's wonderful but like think of it as just getting rid of like your hair it's like it's part of you it sells right like you almost mm-hmm. feel like and listen I will tell you some days I'm like oh my god I miss being bald because it's so easy to get get ready in the morning like it's right like, <clears throat> okay throw an, and, and listen I wore my wig every day and you know what your hair grows back. It's like mm-hmm. the lady yeah. cut my hair yesterday and she's like, I don't want to cut it too short. I'm like, I don't give a shit. I'm like, I went through chemo. I was it's gonna grow back like the same thing with that the mindset of of having the positive half full like even with mine which is like so much less than than both of yours having I remember going to the doctor and finally saying to the doctor it was like after five months or so of like oh god please let there not be another spot and then finding one and being devastated and then going whatever and I remember just going to him and being like it's same thing it'll grow it's all right. Sucks now, but it'll grow. It's all right. I've, I've come to the, I've come to the, it's okay that it's falling out. And he was like, oh, I'm so glad. Cause that's half, you can't do that for me. Obviously I had to come to that myself, but he was like, I'm so glad that you're there because that will help you. That will help you heal. True. And you know, Allie, back to what you were saying, you know, positive and like, I, I feel like I'm like a broken record with positivity and everybody's like, always like, how are you so positive? Honestly, attitude is 90% of the battle. Mm-hmm. And like, mm-hmm. it really like, listen, it sucks. Like, trust me, like there's like, even with the pandemic, like I, I, I can't even imagine what you're going through, going through chemo and a pandemic. Like I, I just, it's, it's a lot. And I feel like, you know, I, why I created my Instagram too, the early detective is because not only to mm-hmm. promote early detection, but just to show that like, it gets better, right? Like you can't, right. you can't, compare yourself to anybody you have to make life the best you can in the situation you're in and I think the only thing for me that I learned is that attitude makes such a difference you have a whole life ahead of you yeah and like it's it's a blip in the road and it's only gonna make things better that's it i I think you just, you know, I, I don't think I, we told you this, but I had you on here so you could give me a personal pep talk. No, I'm just going to press play. <laughs> when you have I'm that bad day, this episode yeah. and be like, it gets better. It's a blip. It's fine. It does. Yeah. You're not going to listen to your episode. You're going to call me and be like, okay, <laughs> a pep talk. That is the best gift I can give anybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, you are never a bother. Like, I want you to call me. I want you to text me. I want, I want you to know that I'm here for you. I know we don't know each other, but yeah. we know each other. We're breasties now, right? That's right. We're breasties. (laughs) 
because neither of us really like to ask for help both very much like it's fine I got it I got it it's no problem and I remember saying that to Allie like let your friends help you let they want to if you turn them away they'll be very sad that you turn them away they want to help and like that's yeah that's very meaningful for them so when you say that you're you were in treatment three weeks ago so does that mean something else popped up or is this just maintenance? <laughs> just maintenance. I get, I get Herceptin every 21 days. I, I live in three month increments. That's it. I get scans yeah. every three months in Houston. And I tell myself, you know, if there's something there, it's only three months old. It is kind of reassuring to, to have them so often where you're like, I know exactly when this started, how old it is. Yeah. It's, it's very reassuring. And like I said, in the beginning, you know, it might not be a protocol for everybody, but like, that's my protocol because mm-hmm. of my genetic dis- predisposition. So I get whole body MRIs mm-hmm. every three months. I did oh. love the one time I did have an MRI for like a totally different thing, like the hip. <laughs> Cause I'm old also with my freaking <laughs> arthritis. Um, I kind of loved it. They were like, stay still for 25 minutes in this warm tube. And I was like, okay. When it oh ended, God. I remember being like, can I, do you need me to stay longer? Because I will. I will oh, stay I, longer. I did. I had in my MRI for my for my boobs. I had to lay flat on my back with my boobs, like in a compartment, hanging like triangles, like upside down mountains. Like as they've got. Oh my god! As they're like this lady's like adjusting the camera or whatever around it. And she's like, "Can you move your this boob to the left?" I was like, "Sure." Let me just pull the skin. Like, and, I'm like, not gonna see any of these, am I? Because I might die <laughs> if I see any of these pictures of me upside down. <laughs> Well, Lainey, holy moly, that was awesome. I'm so glad that we could do this. So you're on Instagram at The Early Detective. That's your Instagram handle. And everybody, if you need a little pick-me-up, this one is right? the one to give it I to know. you. So. <laughs> so put your number. You're going to get calls just incessantly about all kind, all manner of things. <laughs> Allie, I, I want you to know that I'm here for you every step of the way, and you're going to do great. And you guys, you both yes, are just so. so incredible and I love what you're doing. I mean, how fun. And hopefully, <laughs> maybe, you know, I, I I think I should just hire both of you for my 10-year wedding anniversary. <gasps> oh my gosh, wouldn't that be it. amazing? Allie can Please throw off her wig. It. It's going to be great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, me some wedding singers. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. All right, well, we're going to keep up to date with you as well. Susie, you're going to have to for do sure. and follow her right away. And uh, we'll yes, tell our friends right and family away. to do the same. Thank you so, Thank you much. so much. Thank you so much. Yes. All righty. We'll see ya. She is so incredible and inspiring. Right? I told amazing. you. Just I know. such a great attitude for all of the crap that she has been through. It's amazing. It's a, a lot of crap. <laughs> a lot of crap. It's just not fair. No, Why it's can't, not. All the serial killers get that. That's yeah. not fair. Yeah, but she, Ugh. I mean, I told you, this is why I was like, she needs to come on the show. I feel like she's my best friend and we've never met. No. <laughs> she really so. has a way of making you, of connecting with people, especially over in a really sad time in their life or a really scary time in their life. She's the perfect person to talk to. She actually really did mean it when she said, mm-hmm. please call me anytime. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She really did. Ugh. Yeah, she does. All right, guys, make sure you follow Lainey. You can find her on Instagram at The Early Detective. She'll really appreciate you guys 
following her and seeing what she's up to, you won't regret it. And really just dump all your problems on her. I, yeah. think she's, I think she's pumped. She's ready to do it. Ready to handle it. Ready to make you feel better. In the meantime, you can find us on our Instagram at Diaries of a Wedding Singer. And you can find Susie's band at... <laughs> I thought you were going to say in the meantime, get your mammograms. Get yourselves checked out. <laughs> yes, but you can find my band at mixologyband.com. And also uh, mixologyband on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Perfect. And then you may send us an email with any crazy wedding stories. We're going to put together another episode later on in the season with more of stories that are not ours. So you can send those to Diaries of a Wedding Singer at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Okay. Until next time, guys. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.